Welcome to the game of crowdfunding draft pick edition recorded Tuesday, February 4th, 2014. And of course, I'm Jeff King and with me as always for draft picks is Sarah Reed. So we are back. We apologize. We did have to skip one. That was mostly my fault. Schedules just didn't work up for Sarah and I, and unfortunately we had a funeral in the family, as talked about in the uh, regular podcast, so uh, we had to skip one. But at least uh, it was for the reason we said we would want to skip one. It was a physical reason. I wasn't in town. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That makes it a little difficult to record. Before we get too far in here, though, I've got two things for us to talk about right up front, Sarah. Sounds good. What is it? The first is we have uh, a shout-out, a different shout-out than what we normally do at the end. We'll still do our shout-outs at the end. Okay. Uh, but this is Broken Prism Games has paid to have a shout-out on the show. Nice. So uh, brokenprismgames.com. And, of course, it's uh, kind of cool and appropriate as well because Broken Prism Games uh, had a Kickstarter that was successfully funded a while back for the game Host, which you can find over on the Game Crafter. So there you go. Thanks for supporting us and, and donating to the show. We appreciate it. And definitely check out brokenprismgames.com. Nice. And then... The next one is we just finished up the uh, contest for Mob Town. Yep. And uh, I have uh, both of those prizes sitting in my uh, living room right now with shipping labels on them ready to go out tomorrow. Very cool. And to celebrate that <laughs> or to celebrate the fact that uh, we're going to see a relaunched game here soon on Kickstarter, All Us Geeks and Cosmic Wombat Games are sponsoring a new contest. Ooh. Yeah, this one uh this one is pretty cool, I have to say. Yeah. Everything is going to be handled on the Cosmic Wombat game side, especially since I'll potentially be moving here soon, so <laughs> just to uh they're going to handle all of the stuff and not try to get it to me before or after I move and all that good stuff. Uh but we are doing uh the same type of contest kind of uh it'll be through Rafflecopter again. So there'll be a lot of different ways to enter, but we are going to do three winners this time. Ooh, nice. So what we are doing is two individuals will win a signed prototype copy of the Stones of Fate game. And one grand prize winner will get a signed copy of the prototype, one badge for uh, the 2014, a four-day badge to Gen Con 2014 here. And a uh, deluxe mahogany box for the game. I am so jealous. <laughs> I can't <laughs> I <know>. enter. <laughs> and there are a ton of ways to enter this time. Now, this one is going to be going on from February 5th, uh, starting at midnight, and uh, going through February 17th, noon Central Standard Time, uh, starting February 5th, midnight Central Standard Time. And so get your entries in while you can. And of course, uh, we've got all kinds of ways, including the uh, simple one-click entry that'll get you uh, an entry if you want it and, and not have to do some of the other stuff. But if you want your maximum chances for doing this, there's a, uh, if you want to leave a comment on the Kickstarter preview page, 
There's going to be, of course, uh, liking All Us Geeks Facebook page, liking Cosmic Wombat's Facebook page, liking Gen Con Indies Facebook page, which I just want to point out that Gen Con is not part of this contest, but Cosmic Wombat Games just wants to uh, include them since the badge is part of their prize. But you can uh, like Gen Con Indies Facebook page. If you comment on the video on YouTube, so the Kickstarter preview video on YouTube, you can get some entries that way. And then, of course, the Twitters, uh, the, the, the Twitter entries following All Us Geeks, following Cosmic Wombat Games, uh, which is at Wombat Games. And, uh, you can do a daily tweet about the contest and you can do a daily tweet sharing the video, the preview video. So all of those options are out there. Do as many as you feel comfortable doing, of course. And those will get you entries into this contest to, like we said, get a signed prototype or win the grand prize, which also includes that nice mahogany box and a four day badge to Gen Con. That is so cool. That's a great prize package. It is a great package. And of course, uh, this ends on the 17th, February 17th. And then shortly after that, so if I believe it's February 20th is when they're looking to relaunch the Stones of Fate game. So. Uh, be on the lookout for that on Kickstarter as well. Cool. All right. So, Sarah. Yes. <laughs> we have some other things to discuss. Yes. More Kickstarter stuff. Yay. <laughs> well, that is why we're here. That is why we're here. We have the uh, wrap up for season two there. Mm-hmm. That stuff did end. And like you and I were talking about uh, just before we started, we've got an interesting predicament. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we had two outstanding matches um, mm-hmm. that had not completed yet for season two. And since we had to skip our last recording, now they have completed. So we can total up the points and take a look at those. So the first one we had, Police Precinct, second edition was outstanding. And that was actually your franchise pick. So we were just waiting Thanks. for the official end. So where did that one end up? That one ended with... 53,627 raised, which is 215% of their goal. And they had a huge, well, I think a lot of backers, 791. That was really great, strong finish for that. And like you said, since it was my franchise, I get three points across for that one. That's right. We had both picked that one, but you Mm -hmm. had chosen as your franchise pick. So you get three points for that one. And then we had, at the time, was our round three, Yes, which you had picked crosshairs testing ground yep and i had picked spear point 1943 eastern front now right. in this one again you uh will end up getting all three points yep mine just finished a bit stronger than yours but of course the good news is yours was still successful in funding yes but yes that does leave me with six more points which ties us up for 39 to 39 yes that is where our predicament is we uh tied for overall points 39 to 39 and there is no already established tiebreaker. Right. <laughs> so we're here, uh, just going to say, okay, season two, we, uh, we tied and then we're going to establish, uh, tiebreakers mm-hmm. for season three. Sarah and I haven't had a lot of time to talk about it. Like I said, we just kind of we just kind of figured this out. <laughs> yeah. We kind of calculated it right before we started and, and looked at what was le- uh, outstanding and we're, Hey, what do you know? We're tied. So, yeah. uh, I say by the the time we record again, we'll mm-hmm. figure all that out. And basically, I uh, I think we've got a rough idea of what we're going to do. We just need to hammer the rest of it out. So before 
season, definitely before season three is anywhere near over. <laughs> yeah. We will come back and let you guys know the new tiebreaker rule, which is kind of exciting. I think it's the first time you and I have actually had a chance to add a new rule. Yes. It's very cool. And then we'll make this rule up and it'll never happen again. But that's yes. okay. <laughs> but it's in place. But it's in place in case it ever does. That's right. All right. So we were able to start season three already. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, talk about our outstanding January 7th matchups. I started us off with four tribes, which mm-hmm. I attempted to make my franchise pick, but you had not picked it as well. So yeah. didn't do so well there for a franchise pick, but I'm still happy the uh, with the pick because of course it's Grey Gnome Games and uh, yeah. and Jason always does great Kickstarters and of course he is uh, very close to being done here. He's got something like forty some hours left, two hundred and sixteen percent, just over twenty six thousand dollars, and backers five hundred and seventy seven. Nice. And unfortunately, the one I picked to go up against it, Kingdoms, is not doing so well, but it's till, it still goes till February 21st. They're currently only at 88% of funding. They're looking for 27,000 and they're only at 23,785 with 402 backers. Yeah. So, uh, it, yours isn't quite at the successful point yet, but no. it's got quite a bit more time. Actually, I, right. think, I don't, I don't think it's doing that poorly at all it'll it'll be there and then we went into round two and we both picked this one both pick spurs it ends on the fifth which so probably by the time this is aired it'll be over but they're doing pretty good they're at 150 percent of what they're looking for at 16,000 they're with 23,949 with 415 backers all right, and then round three, we both picked Space Junk. Yep. And that one has ended and is successful. So uh, this was in Canadian. They were looking for $7,500 in Canadian. They got $11,170 in Canadian with 234 backers. So that one was successful. But it wasn't a franchise pick, and we both picked it, so we just kind of watched it go. Yep, but glad they were successful. Yes. Then round four was your franchise pick. Yes, my franchise pick for Chaos Most, As the Universe Ends, the Hunt Begins. And it has successfully concluded uh, very well with 341% of their goal. They were looking for 40,000. They got 136,361 with with 1,667 backers. Wow. I'm glad I picked that one. (laughs) A great project that did very, very well. Mm-hmm. So that's three points for me for the new year. All right. And then we go to round five, which was mm-hmm. I picked a River of Heaven, which is a science fiction RPG on one end. So it's a, it's currently like 263% funded. So it's successful in doing well, but it's still got 31 days to go. So this is going to be yeah. our long watch. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh let's see. Originally looking for a thousand pounds. It's got two thousand six hundred and thirty-three pounds with hundred and thirty-four backers at the moment. Yep. And I put up against it Scribes Arena, which has finished with 124%. They were looking for twenty-five thousand and they got thirty thousand nine hundred and eighty-seven with two hundred and sixty-four backers. So 
at this point, you're definitely winning on the percentage. We'll just have to see how the rest of it falls out. Uh, out. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to catch you on money. but <laughs> Yeah, not unless a lot of people actually start <laughs> pledging for it. All right. So going into current rounds, Sarah, you get to start us off. Ooh, let's see. Franchise pick. Well, I'm going to have to go with my buddy. So my franchise pick is Mobtown. And I picked that one as well. Uh, I, I can't help it. The game is by Danny Devine, and I've had the pleasure to uh, playtest this as he lives relatively nearby. He just can't make it down the mountain in the winter <laughs> months. But this is a really fun game. He's redone the art from what I saw, and it's I actually like it a lot better. So it's a mobster-type game where you're you're trying to take control over different parts of the city. And I think, as I've said before, because we did the Mobtown giveaway, the way you lay out the cards is very innovative. But the artwork is now all animal mobsters, and I just find it really, really cute. So they haven't, of course, haven't quite funded. They're looking for 10000 They've currently got 6465 with 181 backers, and it will go till March 9th. So there's still plenty of time to get on that. My copy of the prototype is sitting here haunting me. Ooh. Um, so I, at some point I need to try to break that out. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, so it's 25 for the game or 35 right. with the game plus expansion. Yeah, that's going to be a good one to watch for round two and my, my franchise pick. I'm going to go with one that I can't believe isn't funded yet. Okay. So Skullville. Ah, uh, yeah, I picked Scoville as well. I can't believe it's not funded either. Yeah, I was very surprised to see that was still out there. Scoville, which was picked up by Tasty Minstrel Games, designed by Ed Marriott. And uh, this is one that I actually saw back in an early version of it at a protospiel. Oh, nice. And it's one of the games that I was really upset that I didn't get a chance to actually play. I saw a lot of people playing it. I heard a lot of people afterwards from a lot of people that had played it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it just never worked out for Ed and I to kind of match up and, and for me to get a play in. And I have been waiting for this one to hit Kickstarter forever. Now that it is, I'm really surprised it's, it's not funded. Yeah. So, uh, you've been hired by the town of Skullville to meet their need for heat. To do so, you'll have to plant, crossbreed, and harvest the hottest peppers. While the gameplay is simple, the strategy is complex. Players will race to be the first to plant and harvest the best peppers so that they can be the first to fulfill the most valuable recipes. It's uh, sitting at 87%, so it's getting there. They're looking for $40,000. It's $35,125. 817 backers, not a slouch on the backers category there either. No. Ends February 22nd and $40 will get you the game. Definitely want to check out. And if you haven't checked it out, please, please go check that one out. Cause I, I'm, I'm dead serious. I have no idea why this one isn't funded yet. It's, it's a game that a lot of people and a lot of people in the industry, uh, and the independent gamers uh, across the board that have been really waiting for this to come out. Yeah, the only thing I can think of that might be stopping some people is the cost of it, but because it is a $40 game and there's a lot of small games on right now. That's the only thing I can think of that's slowing it down. But dang, it looks worth it. (laughs) I'm going with Oddball Aeronauts. Go ahead. Okay, 
Oddball Aeronauts is a very interesting card game because it doesn't require a playing surface to play. You hold all the cards in your hand and it's a kind of a, it's a light strategy game where you're in a dirigible dogfights with other players. It's a two player game. So you're just duking it out in the air. And one thing that if you check out the Kickstarter for anything, Check it out for Tiffany's YouTube video. She videotaped herself playing the game on a ski lift. And it's just really neat to see that you really can play this game anywhere. Of course, assuming you don't drop any cards on a ski lift, (laughs) that would not be so good. So, and she does a really good review of it at the same time. And the artwork looks nice. They did the more humanistic animals, but I think that's really cute. And so it's in pounds. So looking for 15,000 pounds, which translates to about 20,283 US dollars. And they're currently at 5,734, which equates to about 7,753 US dollars. And they've got 292 backers. They're 38% funded and they go until March 3rd. Heroes of Metro City, Sidekicks and Storylines? Uh, go for it. All right. It's from Threesome Games. This is actually an expansion. Heroes of Metro City was successfully funded, uh, I believe, last year. Uh, I picked up my copy at Gen Con. So it's a uh, superhero deck builder uh, that was very successful. It, it, it did very well. So this uh, this is the expansion to go along with it. It's currently sitting at 11%. Uh, they are looking for $38,500, currently at 4405 with 63 backers, goes till March 10th, and $40 will get you this uh, full expansion with something like uh, over 160 cards. And It's no secret that uh, Jordan and I are, are always looking for the next uh, super decent superhero game or good mm-hmm. superhero game. So this one kind of falls in into that category. Uh, it's one we still need to get to the table, but we've been looking to, forward to for a while. Uh, so it was kind of cool to see the expansion, I guess, come along. So I had to, uh, and, and I've talked to, uh, David Boostrom in the past as well. So, uh, he's, he's a great guy. So I, uh, picked it for all of those reasons. Yeah. I really, uh, like the look of it. And the nice thing is with this expansion, you, uh, Kickstarter, you can actually pick up the original game if you've missed out, but it definitely looks cool that you actually build your own superhero, which I haven't seen in it. No, there's not that many superhero games. Most of them have prescribed, uh, decks or abilities. So I think that's really cool aspect of it. All right. So I guess I'm picking. Yep. <laughs> Heroes Wanted? I picked that one, too. Figured. (laughs) (laughs) Heroes Wanted. Again, staying with the uh, superheroes theme here. Mm -hmm. Action Phase Games. Heroes Wanted is a tactical board game for one to five superhero hopefuls attempting to fulfill their dreams of becoming a member of Zeta City's exclusive crime-fighting super team, the Champions of Zeta City. Each time you play, you will create a unique superhero comprised of two hero cards. You will then choose a scenario and face a different villain or villains, but the objective remains the same. Gaining as much fame as possible by KOing minions, completing headlines, and thwarting the villain. At the end of each game, the superhero with the most fame is the winner and joins the prestigious ranks of the champions of Zeta City. 38% 38% funded. They're looking for $28,000, sitting at $10,669, 169 backers, ends March 9th, 
And $50 will get you the game. Yeah, I really like the look of this one. Um, I really think that's cool that your hero is comprised of two cards, which again, I like that being able to customize. So even though it might look a little weird to have a different head than a body, I like the idea of being able to have different abilities mixed together or you can make up the hero with the matching top and bottom. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I, and I'm right there with you. Like it, it took a, a second or two to get past the. <laughs> costume mix match and all that stuff yeah. a little bit, but uh, I I do think it's cool that you combine the two cards to to make a different superhero every time and a superhero's name. So I mean, oh yes, that that's was the all. Other part. Yeah, that was all. It was all really cool, and uh, I know uh, Tox had done a review for it, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Tox is a good guy, so uh, he seemed to enjoy it. So uh, I was almost gonna pass on it, and then I think Tox won me over to put it on my list. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely like that. The name is made that there's a different adjective for the name on the bottom and the top. So yeah, that's really cool. So I get to pick, huh? It is your turn. It is my turn and I pick Zeppelin Attack. And you have it. Okay. Zeppelin Attack is being done by Fred Hicks, Evil Hat Productions, and I got in on their uh, Fate stuff last year, and, and in the past I've picked up their Fate stuff. And this card game is actually set in the world of Spirit of the Century, which is one of the role-playing worlds that they've created. And it is like it sounds. It's this old school um, dirigibles and all sorts of, you know, things like that. I haven't, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to play Spirit of the Century for a role-playing game, but this looks really cool because it takes the deck builder mechanics and you get to create your fleet of dirigibles and you've got minions and things that you can put into the dirigibles and fight your opponent. And it just, it looks really cool. And it, it, the deck building part is not the main focus. It, it features targeted combat. So you might buy a few cards, but it's not the focus. You're trying to build up your armada and, you know, fight the other guy. So... They are looking for 21,700 and are currently at 15,575. So that's 72%. They've got 594 backers and that goes till March 1st. Again, sticking with the superhero theme apparently this tonight for me. Bulletproof Blues. Nice. Second edition. Uh, it's from Kalos Comics. It's K-A-L-O-S. Kalos. That's what I'm going with. Chaos Comics. Bulletproof Blues is a rules light dark superhero setting RPG. The game is getting uh, new art and an updated layout in the second edition. I am not familiar with the first edition, but I just, uh, again, kind of drawn to the superhero theme. uh, And apparently, again, it was a thing this evening. So uh, as of when I was able to check it out, it's like 69%. They're only looking for uh, $1,500. They're at $1,046 with 32 backers. Ends March 3rd. $10 for the PDF or $45 for the print version. Nice. So that takes us through our regular picks. So now, Sarah, do you have any shout-outs? I do. I have two shout outs. I'd like to give a shout out to Draco Magi, which would have been one of my picks, but they funded like within, I think, three days. As it sounds, it's a dragon based card game. You are a dragon master and you're trying to summon all these dragons to battle your opponents. Slow your roll. Slow your roll. You're an acolyte trying to become the Draco Magi. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dang it. I just like being a dragon master, so I forget it's about becoming a dragon master. Well, maybe I just think I'm a dragon master, which, you know, maybe I'll lose because I'm pompous like that. Right. So you are trying to become a dragon master. I think the last one's passed away, so you're trying to find who's going to be the next one by having these combats. So, um, it goes without saying the artwork is just phenomenal. I've actually talked to people who, because it's relatively inexpensive, it's uh, $15 for the game. I know people who are buying it just for the artwork, and they don't even know if they'll enjoy the game. But there is a good gameplay or how to play video, and it does look like a really good combat with a lot of strategy in how you play your dragons and what abilities you use. So, like I said, they're at 180% funded. Um, they've already got like 1,426 backers. Uh, it goes through February 21st. So if that sounds like something you're interested, check it out. That was actually going to be one of my shout outs as well. Yeah. Last episode, episode 37 of All the Spooks, mm -hmm. we reviewed Oddball Aeronauts and Draco Magi. So ah. uh, you can hear what Jordan and I think about both of those games at, on the last All the Geeks episode. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to that. <laughs> right. Got any more? Yes. My other shout out is for This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Two to Four of Us. It's another one. I just love that title. It, someone said it needs to be on a t-shirt. It just, it's, yeah, I'm so with that. It, that's one of those things. It's a gamer reference, but man, it'd be awesome for a t-shirt. It's another one of Tasty Minstrel Games, pay what you want, micro games. So just for one copy, it's a minimum $3, but they recommend five. And it's tile laying game where each tile has a fence, like crossed off pieces. And in each part there's brands so the whole point of the game is you're trying to take over and be the biggest one out there with the most brands out and so as you lay these tiles once you get a enclosed space you then see who has the most brands there and then that person scores and they've already made it to the first stretch goal which adds badges which is a neat thing where you can use your badge to cover up somebody else's brand in a field. But again, it's one of TMGs, so it's really short. It's only going to February 13th. So if that sounds interesting, definitely uh, get on that soon. The two I want to talk about, Eternal Dynasty ah. by uh, Nicholas Yu, Zucchini People Games. This is one we have reviewed as well in the past. And, of course, I've talked to Nick. Uh, I've known Nick for a while. We also did his other game, Hero Brigade. When that was on Kickstarter, it's doing very well. He is 102% uh, funded right now, so he is successful and moving towards stretch goals. He was looking for $22,500. He's at uh, $23,061 with 318 backers, and he goes until February 16th. This is a very nice small step above a uh, gateway game. So it's the next step above a gateway game. Uh, and this is a good one to get people into area control type games because it's a very relaxed area control game that is very welcoming and kind of easy to teach and learn. So, uh, this is one that we, I, we got to play, uh, not only Jordan and I, but Megan sat in with us and Megan really enjoyed it as well. In fact, she kicked both of our butts. <laughs> so uh, despite that. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is definitely one to check out. And uh, Nick does good work, and the artwork is just really beautiful in it as well. He's done a really good job with getting the artwork in place as well. And then the other one I thought I would 
talk about, which doesn't really need our help right now, but <laughs> Village in a Box. Yes. This is the one that the uh, Game Crafter is sponsoring, and it's kind of an experiment for them. It's uh, Village in a Box is the feature game. But it's actually uh, eight different kind of like micro games uh, that you can buy either bundled or in, in various packages, depending on which games you want to get. So they are currently 1,789% funded. Yeah. They were originally only looking for $1,500. Uh, they've got $26,860 with 506 backers. This is going until February 14th. You can get all eight games for like $89. That's shipped to, shipped to you for for all eight games. Some of these games uh, I'm, I'm very aware of just from the fact that they were part of the uh, micro game contest uh, that All Us Geeks co-sponsored. Mm -hmm. So I've seen some of these and uh, there's like one game in the bundle that wasn't part of the micro game contest. That was trade fleet. We actually reviewed an early copy of that, like way back when all those geeks first kind of started. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, and, and that was well received at that time. And I know that game is tightened up. I know a lot of the games that were in the contest have been tightened up since the contest ended. Mm -hmm. So there are some good games in this grouping. So definitely at least go check it out. Village in a box. Look through them. He said you don't have to get all eight if you don't want to, but uh, it's a pretty good deal for a bundle of games. So Yeah, I'm really glad it's this one's been doing so well because for me, since I use the Game Crafter for our prototypes, they've actually put in stretch goals that actually improve components on the Game Crafter. And some of those things are like double-sided tiles. And what we're the most excited about is the square and hex chits, which we've been waiting for for a long time. So there's stretch goals, obviously, in there for the games as well. But I like that they're still also pursuing ways to improve the Game Crafter services at the same time. Yep. JT went through and mixed and matched them yeah. pretty well. And he tried to space them out pretty well as, uh, as well. So people are kind of getting a, the best of both worlds kind of mm -hmm. deal. And, and yeah, he's definitely working towards making the game crafter services that much better and kind of competitive as well. And right. this was an experiment for them. I have a feeling that you will see more Kickstarters somewhat like this from uh, the game crafter. I know they this is an area that they're thinking about getting involved with more. So yeah, I, th I think it's fantastic because I mean I may be focusing on the content for game crafter, but it's also helping these designers get more exposure because that's one of the challenges of producing a game and just putting it on the game crafter is getting exposure outside of the website to get other people to purchase it. And by doing it this way in such large quantities, they're able to help all these designers get the game out there. Because like you said, $89 for all those games, you wouldn't be able to go to the Game Crafter and buy those games separately, you know, and through the normal purchasing process and pay that little. So I, I think it's just, it's a great all-around service to help the designers and also help the services get improved. All right. So I think that brings us to the end again, Sarah. We have done yeah. another one. <laughs> we made it through another one. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Jeff King. And I'm Sarah Reed. And please go on out there, check out some of these projects, and pick yourself a winner. Yeah. 